Hello, ranch riding fans. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's ranch riding, rhinestones, and rowels, and we are live on Facebook. And it is Thursday. That means it's Thirsty Thursday. We've got a great show for you. We're going to talk to you about how to purchase a horse for your level. And also, we'll have a Thirsty Thursday cocktail. Again, I'm Pam Minnick, and your hosts of the show are Heather Young and Sherry Mitchell-Neighbors. Take it away, girls. Hello, everybody. Hello, Pam. Good to see everybody today. Yeah, we just first want to talk about getting those entries in. We are getting to the deadline of uh, our virtual ranch show. So Sunday, the entries are due on uh, the 25th. I believe that is, yeah, 25th of April. So Sunday, your, your entries are due midnight Central Standard Time. And then on Monday, you do your you enter your videos. You post your videos to the Facebook page. That's going to be on the 26th. You have till midnight Central Standard Time on Monday. So hopefully you've got some good weather. Uh, hopefully your weekend is going to be pretty. Uh, not so good here in Texas right this minute, but it's going to get better. But I know lots of our viewers and entries are always from out, out of state. So please get those entries in. We're really excited about this, this video show. So please get it all in. Well, and I went out early this morning and I did my video and, um, and because we've got some weather moving in, as you mentioned, Sherry, here in Texas, but a lot of people were a little more proactive. You know, we've had 60 days to get this done. Surely there was one nice day in the last 60 days. And of course, I wait till the last minute to get my video done, my ranch riding video. I'm in the uh, non-pro division. And so I'm really excited to get that in. And I was so excited to use the new website because Heather, hats off to you. It was really, really easy. I went onto the website. I clicked on the link. I auto-filled all of the little areas. Bang, went to payment. It was in my, I got the clarification that I was, or whatever you call it, that I was entered. You can tell it's Thirsty Thursday. And, um, and I'm entered. So Yay, it was easy. And Heather, what is that website? So it's the same as our Facebook page, Pam. It's www.hyvirtualranchshow.com. And you just click on there on the home page. And like Pam says, it's super easy. You'll see the patterns on the home page. Uh, you can click on it. You can enter right there and pay, pay there. And it's simple as one, two, three. It was fun too. That was an easy pattern. So if you guys are balking at the pattern or wait until something's easy. There won't be anything easier than this one. Pattern number six, no flying lead changes required. Um, heck, if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily true, Pam. You do very well and we're all excited. I can't wait to see everybody's videos. It's really, it's really a lot of fun. And to see the different changes from now until the end of the year, we're going to have one every other month. So um, it's, it's really going to be good to watch. And yes, as Pam said, the, the, the levels of the pattern get a little bit tougher every time. And we did that for a reason, to challenge you and to get you off that couch and into that saddle and get you out there riding. And if you're just joining us and you don't know much about the virtual ranch horse shows, the great thing about this, three really good things. Number one, you can video until you get it right. Submit your best video. Do you get as many do-overs as you want? Number two, you get judged by a professional judge. You find out where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. And third and most important, you get paid back in money. You know, my niece Fallon entered uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think it was only her second or third time. She was so excited. She was like, I won more than I paid in fees and I never even had to start my truck. 
So there's three reasons why you have to enter the virtual show and, and you'll love it. You know, Pam, you can learn so much whenever you actually record yourself and go back and watch. And it's amazing how much you can see uh, good and bad and you can grow from that. And this really helps with, with learning. So do you want to talk about your tip? Every week we look forward to your professional tips. And for those of you that are new to watching us, um, Heather Young is a very highly accredited equestrian um, and horse show judge as well. And you've got tips and you've got clients all over the place. But today your subject is how to pick the best horse for your level. And what are some things that we should look for? Well, I think there are several steps that you need to go through whenever you're purchasing a horse. You know, buying a horse can be very exciting, yet it can also be very frustrating. And so I think if you'll take some of these tips and utilize them, I think it'll help your experience be much more uh, positive. So first and foremost, you really should define your budget and your goals. And your goals would determine what level of horse you need. You know, do you need a beginner horse or do you need a finished upper level horse? Um, some people are beginners themselves and you see them start out with a beginner, with a horse that's very young and not completely trained. I'm personally not a fan of that, but, you know, to each his own. Um, so you need to define those, define what your goals are and, and determine what level of horse that you do need. Also, you need to consider your budget. And there are many things to consider in that budget, not only the price of the horse. You need to consider a pre-purchase exam. You need to, what that would cost you. You need to consider, you know, if, if I find a horse out of state, what it would cost to fly or drive there, uh, what it would cost to have the horse hauled back to my home or wherever I'm keeping it. Um, you also might want to consider if you have a professional helping you Look at, look at a horse and, and potentially buy a horse, it's a good idea to have a professional help you to determine if that horse is a good fit and, you know, and what it's going to cost to pay that professional. So, you know, there are some other costs associated with buying a horse other than just the purchase price. So you need to try to define those as well. Another thing that I would recommend you do is if you're buying a finished horse that has been shown, you can do your research and you can go on AQHA and you can pull up that horse's show record. You can also pull up his ownership record. Know where this horse has been, what he's done, what has he won, uh, who has owned this horse. So there's a lot of research you can find online about a horse. You can also Google the horse. And a lot of times you can find videos, YouTube videos, and um, kind of get a background and a history of the horse. Um, you also, it's a good idea, and, and not everybody does this, but I think it's more comforting if you try the horse before you purchase it. And some people do buy horses sight unseen. Um, a lot of horses are sold over the internet, through social media, through websites, and they go off videos. And, and some professionals do a really good job of making videos that you can tell this horse is really true to that video. Um, there are videos that you see with a lot of editing and, you know, that kind of makes me question, um, how finished the horse is or how strong he is in that area. So, you know, use your own judgment there, but it is always comforting if you try the horse and you've been around the horse, you know, his mannerisms, his antics, 
in and out of the stall, tied up, um, how he is out, you know, just how they act in, in everyday life. It, it's always very comforting to know that before you go out and, and spend the money uh, and horses cost a lot of money these days. So that, that's very comforting. Um, you can also study the horse's pedigree. And, and this is very important on a, uh, when you're buying a mare or a stallion for uh, potential breeding down the line, <clears throat> excuse me. So again, on AQHA, you can look up their pedigree, uh, what their lineage has won and or produced. And that, that can all be found online as well. It's also a good idea to do a pre-purchase. And I spoke of this earlier, uh, whenever you're planning the budget. You know, a pre-purchase can, uh, you can spend as much as you want or as little as you want. You can do a simple pre-purchase exam where a veterinarian looks at the horse, checks his eyes, ears, you know, different things, breathing, uh, and watches his movement, can do a flex test, and that's fairly inexpensive. Um, and, and, I, and I highly recommend that. When you're doing a flex test, you know, it, it depends on your budget and, and your goals and that sort of thing, the age of the horse. But if you find the horse is sore somewhere, you may want to do some radiographs. Um, some people who are buying prospects to be futurity horses, like in the reining cow horse cutting, when they buy prospects, they want to do a full set of radiographs because they're not only are they about to spend a lot of money on the horse's purchase price, they're also about to spend a lot of money on training for two years and also the entry fees to those fraternities. So again, that goes back to number one, what are your goals? What are, what are, what are, what is ultimately your goal with this horse? What level do you want to go to? And so there's, like I said, when you do a pre-purchase, you can do as little as the veterinarian just look over the horse. He can do a flex test where he lifts up his joints and puts them in awkward position and trots the horse off. If he's dead lame, there's probably something significantly wrong. Um, if he's not, the veterinarian can tell he's not lame from that, then, you know, chances are he may be okay. Um if you don't have a trainer, it's a good idea to consult a professional to have them help you evaluate this horse and, and help you make a good sound decision on whether or not this horse is a good fit for you. Because when you go to buy a horse, the person wants to sell the horse ultimately. You know, it's no different than, well, I mean, I guess it can be different, but it's similar to driving up to a car lot, you know, I know everybody's done this. You pull into a car lot and here come the salesmen. They just flaunt, they flog out there and they're all over you and trying to get your business. They are trying to sell you a car. Well, that also happens with horses. And, and so it's a good idea if you don't have a trainer helping you, you can go on AQHA and there's a list of professional horsemen uh, in that just find one in the area where the horse is or one in your area or whatever. And, um, pay them to help you evaluate this horse and see if he is a good fit for you. So, um, you know, and, and also when you do your research, not only do research on the horse, I highly recommend doing research on the owner, trainer, uh, or the broker who is selling the horse. You know, there's a number of different ways horses are sold. Uh, they are sold, like I said, on the internet, through social media, 
uh, auctions, uh, online auctions, private trading, the owner selling it themselves. Um, some owners will actually send a horse to a broker and let that broker sell the horse. And, you know, and that, that's, that makes it easier on the owner. And there are some good brokers out there. And what they do is they make the video, which is very time consuming. They get good pictures of the horse. They put together a video, they market the horse, they show the horse and they deal with all the people. So a broker selling horse is not a bad thing. So don't think that, but do your research on that broker. Don't be afraid to Google a person. It's amazing what you'll find. <laughs> um, there are some people out there that we call horse traders and there are good ones and there are bad ones. And, and what a horse trader essentially is, is someone who buys horses to resell them and make a profit. And like I said, there are good ones and there are bad ones. So know who you're dealing with. And um, I think that if you'll follow these steps, you'll have a much more pleasant experience when purchasing a horse. Those are great tips, <laughs> especially for somebody that hasn't uh, been through the process. I lucked out two of the horses that I have. My husband, well, one of them, he bought at auction and I didn't get a chance to ride it at all. Um, and that was just pure luck. But I agree with you that it's really important to ride a horse because just because a horse is amazing, you see this in rope horses and barrel horses, particularly probably more than show horses because of the speed involved. But a horse can be great in their discipline, but just not be a fit for you. And so I think that uh, fitting a horse to a, to a rider is, is really important. And those are all great tips as are, you know, finding your budget and, um, and insurance. I like that too, because that, that can be, um, let somebody else take the risk. And, and you said that for sure, because not always is the cheaper horse, the better horse, because with that budget, when we're talking about that, a lot of times you go and you buy the horse that you think you can afford, you know, you can't spend 7,500 or 15,000. So you're looking for that $5,000 horse and that $5,000 horse may cost you a fortune in all kinds of other things rather than going and getting the horse that, that you wanted. And another thing I wanted to, to touch on because it was with me a long time ago um, when you start asking horses about horses need maintenance, um, hawk injections, a lot of horses like the Rainers that have been trained and they need hawk injections. I used to think, oh my gosh, there's absolutely no way I'm going to buy a horse with these hawk injections. But it really isn't. A lot of people use it as a preventative. They're not using it necessarily because the horse is lame. So um, the horse that I bought, I mean, he was just five when I bought him. And they did say that he had had a, you know, a couple of hawk injections because they were getting him ready for some cow horse work. And it, it's not a big deal. I have to get him an injection once a year. Now, just because, not even that he needs it. But right before we go to the world show, I'll get him the hawk injection. So I just make sure we don't have any, any trouble, but those are some things that a lot of people are terrified of, but it's really not that big of a deal. And, right. and that's, a, that's a great point. You know, any horse that has ever done anything in his life, it's highly unlikely that they will radiograph completely clean and be a hundred percent clean and perfect. I don't think there's any individual out there that is 100% perfect uh, person, human being, animal, whatever. Um, it's, it's a matter of what can you deal with? And it goes back to the first thing I said, what is your budget? 
you know, how hard am I going to ride this horse? How often am I going to ride this horse? So how often would this horse potentially need injections at a cost of X, Y, Z? There's a lot, you know, that, that number one element is what is your budget and what is your goal? What, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself being? Um, And if you'll keep going back to that budget and that goal, and understanding that there are costs involved with buying horses and owning horses and showing horses, um, can I afford this horse? And another thing you said is that, five, and, and I'm not knocking a horse that costs $5,000, but, but what I do want to make people understand is, is this horse right for you? It costs you $5,000, $500, $50, whatever, Um, it has to be the right fit. And is he going to kill me? (laughs) Exactly. And I say that laughing, but I'm serious. Um, I see people who have very little experience and they'll go out and buy a very green horse and uh, that doesn't have a lot of training and they can get hurt. And a horse can help you. This is great information, and hopefully we've helped everybody out there. Um, If you're looking to to buy a new horse and just get into ranch riding or just get another horse um, to to up your level. So, um, And you can always reach out to Heather offline through social media. Um, We call it Ask Heather, and she'll be happy to answer your questions as well. A lot of fun stuff coming up besides our ranch horse show that's coming up. I know that Sherry and I are are getting ready to get our entries sent in uh, for the Versatility Ranch Horse uh, Finals at the Lazy E uh, in June in Oklahoma. Um, You've got till May 1st, I think, to enter that. So uh, hopefully that's on everybody's radar. It will be my first uh, to show there at the Versatility Ranch Horse. I didn't even know what it was. Uh, so, uh, but Sherry said I can do it. So I believe her. Oh, absolutely. You can. And it's, uh, like everything else, they, they don't, you don't have to necessarily qualify to go. So anybody can go. And, uh, you already seen how that works for you at the, at the AQHA world show. You don't have to have been there uh, 10 or 15 times to do well. So it's, it's knowing that you can do it and, and having the right horse and, and it, it is so much fun. That Lazy E, I know you've been there to many a roping, but uh, last year, I guess it was, was my first year to go for the Versatility Ranch Horse. No, the year before last, because they canceled it last year. Yeah. <laughs> and that place is amazing. I mean, it just, you just, you can, if you can get your horse over the little water puddle, you could ride your horse anywhere. But I'm real excited about going. I'm glad you're going to go. In fact, I had told Heather that if, uh, if you weren't going, and I wasn't going to go and then just wait for the, for the AQHA World Show, but it is <laughs> So much fun. We're going to have a good time. We are. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Other things that are coming up for me, I'm working on the Wendy Ryan roping. It's a memorial roping um, that's held every Memorial weekend in Saginaw, just north of Fort Worth. It's three days of fun. There's uh, women's team roping, women's breakaway roping. There's open the world team roping, tie down roping. There's a match between Caleb Schmidt and Haven Medjid. And then there's a uh, single steer rope. And so if you're, if you're not at a horse show on Memorial weekend, stop by Saginaw because there's always cold beer and hot barbecue. 
And you can go down to the Exchange Street or, or to Billy Bob's. It's not that far away either. That's right. It's only two miles from the stockyard. So yes, really is. Good, time on, good time on Memorial Weekend. And when's our next ranch horse show due after uh, April, with the end of May, right? Yes, it's the end. It's always the last weekend, the last Sunday, um, last Sunday and Monday of the month. So that's when our next one will be. And, um, and we're looking forward to that one too. But, but um, speaking of you, Pam, and, and we love to speak of Pam because she is so awesome. We thank her so much for being, being part of this, but I don't know if, um, if y'all, any of y'all that are, are AQHA have gotten your new edition, your April edition to the Quarter Horse Journal, there is an awesome article on our friend and co-host and teammate, Pam Minnick, about her extraordinary, fantastic life. You know, uh, I've, I've always known who you were, and, and, uh, but I didn't know some of these things that stunt woman, what? Actress, I didn't know. So I can't wait to hear those stories. But tell us a little bit about this article, Pam. Well, um, I just happen to have my copy. Yes, thank you. Um, the, uh, you know, the folks came up to me at the World Show, um, even before I had some success in the arena, and said, hey, we think that, you know, that your story kind of crossing over from, from roping to the horse show world and the things that you do would make a, a great story. And so then after the world show, it, it was even a better story because I had a trophy to show for it. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and what it, it taught it, Julie Johnson Bryant really did a deep dive. I called her and thanked her for the interrogation <laughs> instead of interview, because she literally spent four or five hours here and brought out things in my life. I had forgotten about, you know, she talked about me running for Miss Rodeo America. She talked about long before I ran for Miss Rodeo America, um, up through my career in, in barrel racing, working with the women's pro rodeo association. And then most recently my experiences, um, in the world of ranch riding. And of course, in the article, I give Heather so much credit for, uh, for, teaching me those fine points because as she said just even about videos you know my first foray was actually the virtual ranch horse shows because um i was too chicken to enter a real show so it really gave me the the guts to enter so yeah thank thank you so much and b silva took some amazing pictures and and i think the the main thing that the story brings out is no matter how old you are and i'm closer to 70 than i am to 65 um, and, uh, no matter how old you are, you're never too old to try something new. And one of the things that I said in there is you've got a 50, 50 chance of succeeding or failing either way. So why not dip your toe in and try it? Yes. And that's going to be another one of my quotes that I have in our, uh, tax stall at the world show. You've got a 50, 50 chance. So, <laughs> and that was very inspiring, you know, for me, I mean, I've done a lot of things and in this watching you and having you tell those stories in here that's it was very inspiring so please if everybody get a chance read it whether you know Pam or not uh it's it's a very incredible story and it's only just part of her life so I've been telling her she needs to write a book and then we can do a movie because I want to be an actor <laughs> too uh, so I I will tell you a couple of you asked about actressing 
Um, so I'm just going to leave you with this little tidbit before we get to our thirsty Thursday, because I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a drink or to finish another drink. Um, so in the movie, The Sackets, which is from the Louis L'Amour novel, yes. um, um, I played the wife of Tom Selleck. No way. So way. So if you watch that, we, we actually, I got killed at our wedding. Um, but, uh, but when they shot that, you know, um, they had, you know, it takes a long time for a movie. So every day, especially after I got shot, um, we would have to go to our position, which was me laying on the ground and him laying on top of me, you know? So, oh my gosh. so that How was, awful. you know, it was, it was a, a very hard job, but somebody had to do it. So that is terrible. I, I hope you got paid a lot for that. Yeah. 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 So I still get paid for that. 30 years later, I still get little bitty checks. In fact, I got one on the counter, 17 cents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get that just to show you. It's just to have Tom Selleck laying on top of you every day. <laughs> uh, I'd pay them 17 cents. Look at this. Look at this. 17 cents residuals. Yay. Awesome. This was actually for Walker, Texas Ranger, but that's, you, you get paid for a long, long time, but it's just not a lot. So what did you well, do as Walker, Texas Ranger? I was in several episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger, so I'm not sure what this episode was for, but, um, but yeah, I did many things. That's incredible. Well, we're very proud of you, and we're very proud to have you with us. So thank you. I'm part of the fam. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's, it's such a great inspiration that you are for, for women. You know, uh, I think it's incredible. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you guys. Let me be part of the team. Now, what are we drinking? <laughs> hey, uh, that's exactly right. Uh, Thirsty Thursday is definitely my favorite part of the show. Now, um, Kobe couldn't be here, our bartender. Uh, most of you probably don't know. He is an active duty with the Texas National Guard. So he is off to go do drill this weekend and so he I'm was going to come yes thank you and he was going to come this morning and we were going to film it but then try to add it in but then we just decided that he needed to get everything ready to go to drill so uh, he had that on his mind and he had to go get a fresh haircut and shave so <laughs> he needed a little time to look at himself before he came back out here without a beard so we'll get to see that next thursday <laughs> so so it's going to be short and it's going to be simple i am going to go to my must-have drink and obviously I must have had it a lot because it's very almost empty, but my go-to drink and my must-have drink is TX, a nice icy mug and some Diet Coke. So we just take that TX, pop that top, pour in there until, I don't know, two ounces, four ounces, six ounces, all of it sounds good. You know, sure, it kind of, for me, it depends on the day and what type of day I had. I had a really good day, I may want to celebrate. And and so it might be a three-finger drink, or if I, if I had a bad drink, it might be a four-finger drink. It, you know, it depends on the day, right? Exactly. And when, what is your go-to drink? Well, I think you know. Uh, that Crown. Would be just, I got Crown right here for you. We'll fix you a drink here in just a minute. Crown and vodka? Hey, and then on Pam, I've got her vodka, because I know she likes vodka. Mm -hmm. So... I will see y'all shortly for a drink, but I just top it off with well, a little, maybe some Coke. I like a little bit of fizz in mine, so I like to pour it till it fizzes. And uh, man, that's it. It is TX and Diet Coke kind of day. It's still a little cool here. It's kind of cloudy, so I'm going to bring some sunshine to myself. 
So cheers. I, I just want to you all. Yeah, cheers. Well, Tell cheers. Us, take us out of here, uh, Heather. Take us out. Well, so you didn't tell everybody what Pam's favorite drink is. So mine is Crown and Diet Coke, and yours is TX and Diet Coke. And when I see Pam drink, it's just it's just vodka, straight vodka. That's <laughs> why oh, I've got a big I, bottle of vodka. I for have Pam right I here. have um, sparkling lemon water in my vodka, or sometimes <laughs> I'll drink Deep Eddy lemon vodka and sparkle it up a little bit um yeah i don't know if you can see what this says but it says i don't always drink when i rope oh wait yes i do because <laughs> we talked about that earlier and if you're going to rope you have to drink it, it's <laughs> you have to and you must that's right so everybody's going to think we're a bunch of lushes it's after five o'clock and we've somewhere. had a hard day so and cheers I, I don't know if y'all can five see my five o'clock somewhere sign it's five o'clock somewhere, guys. That's and, exactly right. And that's the okay. way you have to look at it. Don't forget, Sunday entries are due. Monday, your videos are due. I've already recorded mine. I hope you have too. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, and happy trails. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.